Hey everyone, it's Megan Strand with Engage for Good. I just wanted to remind you that the submission period for the Halo Awards is now open. So if you were involved in a top social impact campaign in 2017, we want to know about it. Please visit www.engageforgood.com forward slash Halo hyphen awards for the submission packet and more details. Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm, the podcast that shows do-gooders, nonprofits, and businesses how to build win-win partnerships that raise money and change the world. This podcast is brought to you by Engage for Good and Selfish Giving. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at engageforgood.com and selfishgiving.com. Now, on to today's episode. Hey everyone, it's Joe Waters, and I want to welcome you to another exciting episode of Cause Talk Radio. And on the line with me, of course, is Megan Strand. Hey, Megan. Hey, hey. Megan, we have an incredible show today. It's going to be I mean, amazing. This is like Christmas come early. It is. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, on a show like this. I mean, that's what it really is when you have a show like this. And we have two amazing people on the line. The first one, Megan, is an icon, a founder of two amazing industries, a leader in our field, not just a mother of cause marketing, but the very eve of cause marketing, as I now will. <laughs> and of course, I can be talking about no one else than Carol Cohn, CEO of Carol Cohn on Purpose and the Purpose Collaborative. And then the other person we have on the line is Chris Noble. <laughs> <laughs> the snake of cause marketing. <laughs> You did that on purpose. That's mean. You know what it was, Chris? I had my Ricky Gervais moment. (laughs) Remember Ricky Gervais at the Academy Awards? Mm -hmm. The introductions? (laughs) But, But, Chris, if anyone besides Carol has had a more illustrious career in cause marketing and purpose, it is you as CEO of Matchfire. How are you, my uh, good friend? We're great. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I think, I think Joe, you should have said not just Christmas, but Hanukkah, That's Kwanzaa, right. You know, come Absolutely. on. We got to be equal. I know. We have to be. Yeah. That's right. That's right. We have to be equal with all the holidays this year. That's really important, Carol. Thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Hey, but thanks to both of you for being on the line today. This is a lot of fun. And we both have had you on the show multiple times, which is great. And uh, we're going to refer to those in the show notes to people. But what we're going to be talking about today is we're going to be talking a little bit about this project, this program, this company that you started, Carol. Uh, of course, you have Carol Cohn on purpose, but then we have the Purpose Collaborative. Can you refresh our listeners and, uh, and remind them of why you started the Purpose Collaborative and how many years it has been, Carol? Sure. Yeah. It's well. Th- thank you very much for the opportunity to be on the show. Last time I was on when we were launching the Purpose Collaborative, which was two years ago, um, I was wow. in an Uber <laughs> going to <laughs> we remember social innovation <laughs> summit. So um, and really not knowing, you know, I had this idea um, after Cone, after Omnicom, after Edelman. Um, was there a need for a new model? And um, as clients want work smarter, faster, more nimble, a lot cheaper, we'll say for better value. 
Um, when I left Edelman, um, the name Carol Cohn on Purpose came to me instantly because I wanted to be purposeful. But I also knew that I wanted to have a very large network of people because Purpose now has got so many different iterations from employee engagement all the way to incredible videos, data analytics, and everything in between. And no single firm can have the talent in all of those arenas. And so I birthed the Purpose Collaborative. And when I last talked to you, well, you know, we had four or five or six. There were people I knew, you know, really well, like Raphael Bamparard at BBMG. But now we've got over 40 different members around the, wow. around the globe. And the great thing is that we've started working together. And we're going to talk about that later, about working with Chris. Um, and I just have to point out, Chris, Chris, from the very first time I, I had lunch with him, he is, he is the most generous, he's smart as a whip, but he's such a good guy. Yep. He, he is. is. Yep. Okay. Meeting Chris, what? meeting Chris Carroll is like opening your first bottle of champagne. <laughs> Would you Aww. agree with that? I don't know. I like, For I sure. like Prosecco it's, myself. I'm kind of on a... You mean opening it like, you know... Shaking it up and then opening it? Yeah, I shake it and then opening it, Chris, with a sword. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I think this is really exciting because I I will admit, Carol, when you you first started the Purpose Collaborative, I was wondering how this would all kind of come together and work. And here we are two years later. Um, Chris, maybe you could tell us about... Match fire and why you decided to join the collaborative and kind of what sure, compelled yeah, you to do to. so. So, you know, uh, Match Fire has been around for well in in a couple different incarnations, but this this team has been together originally. Some of y'all remember as Cause Media Group, but uh, we we decided to embrace more technology uh, into our agency and became Match Fire about two years ago, and we really are a, a digital agency with a special concentration in cause and purpose, um, you know, even more broadly, social impact. And uh, that has a, also a major focus on the underlying data that gets generated by these campaigns and how we can use that data to design better and better consumer engagements. And that, that's kind of our lens is, is maximizing consumer action for the best cause. That's Matchfire, you know, and we're you know, 50 people. We're uh, on both coasts and we have an office in, in Dallas in the middle. But, you know, we found ourselves very often at, at our kind of stage, right, at that kind of mid-game stage as an agency, competing against the aircraft carrier agencies, right, the, the monolithic 20, 30 global offices, um, where you get, you know, the, the executive is in the room to sell you. And then the junior staff take over after you've signed the deal. Um, and we lost a lot of those bids because we couldn't show, we could show the executive attention. We could show the ideas, but we couldn't show the, the bench strength and the weight of history that those sort of aircraft carrier agencies can do. And so the way I describe the purpose collaborative is it's not so much an aircraft carrier as it is an armada. Yeah. So every one of the 40 or so ships in the collaborative has their own captain 
and has their own things that they do in specialty, right? And, the, and their own things that they're the best at. And when you're hiring somebody who's repping the collaborative as their solution, you're getting strategy from the people who are best at strategy and tactics and execution. People are best at that. If you're you know, more nonprofit and you need a donor funding strategy, then we can find the right peer-to-peer or other experts to bring that in. If you're more corporate and you want to think about employment engagement and how it works kind of from the inside out, all the way out to your cause marketing, then there's people in the collaborative who have been doing that for you know 10 to 20 years, and we can bring that in. Um, so I just it's it's why I signed up initially and kind of was one of the the first uh, supporters of the idea with Carol. And it's, it's worked really well for us so far. Uh, we've, we've pitched a lot of business that we wouldn't even see if we hadn't been kind of in collaboration with other people. And we've, we've won a lot of big accounts that we wouldn't have won. Um, most notably working with uh, LG Electronics uh, to kind of re-architect their entire orientation towards purpose, uh, which I'm sure we can, we can tell you a little about. Yeah, I mean, that's what I would love to hear about. You know, one of the things I was kind of curious, though, Chris and Carol, do you think the model of the Purpose Collaborative is the the future of the modern agency? It seems like a lot of agencies, especially ad agencies, are struggling now. Is 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 what you're doing, Carol, do you feel like that's the future? Well, I think in the future, you'll have both. You'll have, I call it the big and the gig. Um, you know, if you ever walk, walk into a WeWork and I'm in a WeWork, um, the amount of giggers, you know, smaller businesses, very nimble, there's just zillions of them. And we work, you know, continues to grow. You also have the big, big firms, whether it's the Ketchums, the, the Webbers, the Edelmans, or the ad agencies or such. And, you know, they have a specific um, area that, you know, especially on a very, very global, I need it in 50 markets, the same thing. Um, I think there's going to be both. And um, we can very much alongside, I mean, one of our most exciting clients right now is Aflac. And I can't say what we're doing, but um, it will be announced on January 7th at CES. And um, we're working with them on strategy. And then we're working with, you know, five, six other agencies. And I think that, you know, clients today, they want senior talent. They don't want to guess. They want to know someone who's been there, done that, can take them forward in this whole field of whatever you call it, purpose, CSR, sustainability, social impact. Um, And they don't want to guess, but they also want disruptive solutions, new ideas. They want energy, but they want someone that can, you know, talk to the CEO and the senior team as well as, you know, really make it happen in the marketplace. Well, I would imagine among the Armada, as Chris said, you're also sort of sharing best practices, or, or I would think. And didn't you just have a summit of your purpose yes, we had, collaborative that was too? So exciting! We had our first summit, and we had um, about twenty different organizations join us from as far away as Brazil. Um, we also, oh, we have a fabulous partner in Brazil. They're our deep strategy agency, and they are so. There's a key value in the Purpose Collaborative, and it's generosity. And the way I've always been in my career, like when, when I did the research, the Cone Roper Report, I gave it away, and I would give speeches, and I just gave it, gave it, gave it, because a rising tide rises all ships. And the, and the members of the Purpose Collaborative that truly are getting 
advantages from it, give a way to get. And interestingly, we, before we did the summit, we did a piece of research with our members and we said, what's the number one, one, two, and three reasons that you joined? They said community. Because they really, this field is moving so fast. There's so many different best practices that they, and they've left, usually many of them have left other firms and now they're five or eight or 15 or 20 or 30. And they miss that and they want knowledge. They want collaboration. And the first summit we had, we, it was only internal and the bonding that took place, the, I I need this, the learning, what did you do here and there was so, so important. And I was so thrilled, you know, when we had our lanyards and we had our gift bags and we had our logos and we had our first ad for the Purpose Collaborative that just ran in Real Leaders Magazine, um, which goes to 25,000 YPO presidents around the globe. It just made me feel, oh, my God, I've got like a real company again. I'm so excited. <laughs> and, and, and we have over um, 400, you know, employees are in these companies. You know, so, you know, it doesn't work perfectly. And, and I can tell you about some of the surprises, but it it really warms my heart um, when we get together. Yeah, I just want to add one thing quickly to that because I, I, I agree with that. And I, I was at the summit. I, I came from as far away as Midtown. <laughs> <laughs> how good of you. Uh, and just think, just think how many Starbucks Chris stopped at. It's triple espresso. Uh, but, but, being there, I, I totally take your point, Megan, about best practices. And uh, I think that also, as Carol said, lots of different disciplines altogether. But the, the thing that I took away was uh, kind of a, a new coinage of mine, which is best perspective. So it's not just the best practices, but if you look at the people in the room, they've got years of experience, but they're also the ones who are doing the new things. And you combine that and you really get, I think, the, the best perspective on our industry, how it's changing, what new models are, new tactics for reaching audiences, um, and, and kind of new, um, really, but surprisingly not new, but new to this, this industry, ways of going about business. Like one of the, we'll talk about this, but one of the trends that we identified in the summit was you know, taking purpose all the way into your company and building it into your DNA, you know, we say that a lot and we all talk about authenticity, but the reason it's important as a, a best practice is because your employees are your best marketers. People, people get most of their news from social media and they get most of you know, what they get, they decide to share or not. And the decision, decision to share something and keep that message going is based to a large measure on who's that person I'm watching share this. Do I know them? Do I know who they are and how credible they are? And so if you have, you're a Fortune, even 5,000 company, and you have a couple hundred employees even, and those employees are talking about the good work that your company's doing, that's the most important microphone you can have or most important amplification that you can get in social. And and we wouldn't have picked that up if we didn't have all the people in the collaborative together identifying that as a trend. And, and if I if I can build on it, I mean one of the incredible benefits of the collaborative is that we have five or six 
individual pieces of IP that the members have done. You've got BBMG with aspirationals. You've got the good life research that I did in conjunction with sustainable brands. You've got brand world value coming out of Enzo. You've got um, the global purpose workplace coming out of imperative. You've got Pavado doing their um, internal social activism. And we share it on calls. We share it on individual meetings. We share it when we get together around key conferences. So, um, you know, as I, I love what Chris said about, you know, best perspective. Um, so the other thing about the um, just creating this entity was all of a sudden, you know, social media started saying, oh, look what Carol Cohn's doing again, et cetera, et cetera. And then all of a sudden I had people contacting me I didn't know with these amazing capabilities. I mean, um, Mark Pollock, who I knew from the Giving Back Fund, who's a member, he introduced me to Elliot Kotek who is one of the most extraordinary filmmakers. He's head of Nation of Artists. He won a titanium at Cannes. And Elliot is already doing a major project for a client. Um, we have, you know, Public, which is, is incredible, as you know, um, firm up in Canada. Um, Neil Duffy, who just joined us, is Purpose in Sport. Um, Annie Longsworth, one of the great, great, you know, uh, thought leaders um, who came from Sachi and Sachi S. And now she's got a new firm. She's with Bender Siren, which is really going to be very interesting. Um, Fabio from In, 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 uh, you have him in Brazil. You've got Pearl Consulting, which gives us Europe and Asia. Um, John Izzo, who is one of, he's written five, six, seven different books on culture and embedding purpose into culture. And then imperative that, you know, how do you identify a purposeful culture? How do you identify employees? I mean, Arthur Woods just won, I think, per, he just won Social um, Impact Entrepreneur in Forbes magazine. They're all rock stars. And I would not have met them if I hadn't created this. And I would say, you know, a year or two down the road, you know, we're still adding people. Some people are leaving because, you know, they just don't engage. That's okay. There's no perfect groups. But the ones that engage, it, it just gives me such delight and so much knowledge. Um, Carol, you had referenced, you said some things are working really well and some things have maybe been a little bit rockier than you thought. Can you share some of those learnings that you've had over the past couple of years with the collaborative? Yeah, I, I think the interesting part, if you have any sort of networks or organizations, it's usually the rule of threes. One third, totally engaged. They show up at the summit. They gener generously give of whatever they need to give you. Then you've got another third, which partially... Then you've got a third who may be wonderful, but they don't have the time. And so I think one of the, I guess, frustrations is we put on these calls once a month and we're putting agendas and we're having guest speakers and whatever. And we get of the 40, we get 21 or 22 or three that show up. So that's frustrating to me. Um, we put out at the summit, we worked so hard for the summit. I wanted everyone to show up. I mean, to me, it was like my second wedding. Don't tell my husband, <laughs> we're only having one wedding, but it was my second <laughs> wedding. And, you know, and we knew that people, we, we got a really good, you know, we had like 26 or seven who said they were coming. Of course, at the last minute, one of my colleagues who is told, his all of Latin America, he's got 17 different firms he's brought together in a network. He had a meeting with the health minister of Mexico. Eh, I think he's got to go to that meeting, you know? So I think that, you know, you put a lot of effort in and sometimes it doesn't pay off, but I have to keep saying to myself, it will pay off. It will pay off. The people that want to play will play. I got to say, I'm glad you put it like that, Carol, because 
when I was there, I was totally confused about the DJ and the hoopa. <laughs> but now I it makes much. All right, all right, funny guy. All right, funny guy. Oh it makes this. much more sense. Tell us about this program with LG. <laughs> happy to, happy to. Um, and and I, one other thing, I just want to say, just following that though, is that uh, you know it is it is true that Carol wouldn't have met all these people if she hadn't started down this path. But it, only Carol could start down this path, right? She she sort of started this industry. And uh, doesn't get quite enough credit for that. And so, you know, a lot of people who are in that room are in that room because of the chance to work with Carol, um, which I've had a lot of pleasure doing and which actually sets up the, the LG thing perfectly. Um, so what, what LG asked us to do was, is really transformative. They have, uh, like any big uh, brand, They've experimented with cause campaigns, but they had never, you know, they'd done some uh, No Kid Hungry work and some uh, Feeding America stuff and, and, you know, done, done some combination of their brand and their employees giving back at holiday time or their brand sponsoring uh, a cause as part of uh, uh, NCAA engagement that they were doing during Final Four but had never kind of in an integrated fashion taken a purpose deep into the company and then let that kind of flow out through employee engagement, thought leadership, social impact, uh, all the way out to cause marketing and executing it as a way to face the consumer. And that's a, that's a, even for a big organization, that's a big undertaking. And so uh, we, we, won the bid with LG and couldn't think of anybody better to bring in on it than Carol, uh, precisely because of her sense of the industry and breadth, but also really because of the ideas and the creativity that she brings. And so we worked with her and, and the best way to explain it is they need a, a big vision and a, a problem that they could support. And then needed to tactically figure out how to integrate that throughout the whole company. And so uh, Carol did a lot of the work, Carol and her team did a lot of the work kind of embracing the big vision. Let me, let me drop out for a second and tell you what that is. So the problem, and I think a lot of us uh, can relate to this problem, especially if you have uh, teens in school. The, the problem is that when school is in session, Teenagers are the most stressed out people in America. And uh, I'm sure you've seen that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am yeah, too. Right? right? Me too. Same. And, and you see the. They stress me out. <laughs> That's right, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> and their parents, teens and, and their, their parents. parents. That's exactly yeah, right. But so, so the, and that's the downside. Like we see, you know, uh, the teen suicide rates and we see teens being stressed and unhappy. And that's, that's definitely a problem that's facing our society. The, the good part about that is that there's a real solution to it. The, the techniques that you can embrace to cope and to deal with your emotions and to be happy, the techniques to, you know, the science of happiness is what they call it, is actually teachable and trainable and rests on six different pillars of, you know, connectedness with other humans, doing good work, things like that, so that you can actually learn these behaviors and and be happier 
And so it's LG's commitment to teach 5.5 million teens over the next five years those skills so they can better cope and be happy. Wow. Yeah. And uh, it's a big idea. And it's, it's, it it, and again, you can see it, right? You can embrace it at the employee level. Um, The nonprofit partners are pretty easy to figure out because there's a lot of nonprofits that are doing good in school and in class work. So you can embrace it at the grant and partnership level. Uh, We're working with Berkeley Science Center to embrace the thought leadership and the problem itself and to write grants so that we can drive the science forward. And then uh, starting in March and beyond, you'll see the consumer face of it and what that call to action looks like and how you can bring consumers in. Uh, But but by the time we launch the program publicly, uh, we'll have reached uh, nearly a quarter million students with the tools so that they can be happy. Um, it's a great camp. That's a great campaign. Wow. Love that. Now, you know why Chris is doing this though, Megan and, and Carol is because his kids are on the verge. If I'm remembering <laughs> of being You're teenagers. Funny. No, they are teenagers, yeah. right? Like they're the same age as our kids. I think younger, aren't they Chris? No, what I was thinking, Chris, is this is a great opportunity for you to create something so that you can deal with those teenagers. No, that's, that's exactly right, Joe. <laughs> it's, it's, it's no small coincidence <laughs> that my kids live in a school district that we're hoping to target with this program. There you go, see? Can, can they come right? to my that, kids' school district, too? You know, part, of, part, of, uh, part of the consumer launch is going to be for people to tell us what school district we should be in. So uh, you, you guys can all be on the list. Yeah. No, I love that. And we all need it. That's for sure. Hey, Carol, one of the things I always love about what you do, and Chris, it's so reflected in what you just said now, too, is this idea that companies really need to dig deep to find their purpose. And, you know, so often, because, you know, what I really talk about with my clients is I talk a lot about transactional cause marketing and programs and stuff like that. But what I try to tell them is that's just the leaf on the tree in that a lot of organizations, they're not considering those branches and that trunk and those roots right. that are right. really about purpose. Was it difficult? To, it, did LG realize what they needed or did you need to convince them? Have you met Chris Noble? Chris Chris can, what, what do you say, Joe? Chris can <laughs> talk a dog off a meat uh, wagon. Talk off a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> In any exercise like this, and without making it specific to LG, um, get the the a lot of times the train's already leaving the station right and it's it's very easy to embrace the same kind of causes that everybody else is embracing and to say lo we want to beat cancer we want to uh feed kids we want to uh help the homeless right there's a there's a lot of there's (laughs) you know sadly there's a lot of need right now and, and no corporation can fill that need all by themselves. And everybody wants to do something that they know is going to uh, both help some people, but also tug on the heartstrings of their consumers, right? That's the, that's the job. And uh, although we work in cause, we don't do it purely altruistically. Um, and, and as Joe knows, right, I, uh, I like. I don't like being the Machiavelli of cause marketing, which somebody called me once in a blog. Nope. <laughs> but I'm. That's very funny. I, I think. I, I think Chris is more like the PT bug. Joe. Oh. I was. I was going oh, for Voltaire, man. man. 
<laughs> so the, the end doesn't justify the means, but the perfect is absolutely the enemy of the good. I'll be the Voltaire of cost marketing all day long. And, and so you'll often have a client come to you and say, oh, we want to do this. Uh, and it's you know feeding kids, and feeding kids is great. But but why do you want to do this? And how does that how does that reflect in your brand? And how do your employees feel about that? And how is that a long term space that you can adopt and get resonance in with your consumers without some other company opt, you know uh, glomming onto your message, coming over the top, interfering with your message just by also supporting something in that space. So you have to find something where you can stand out because you're doing it for marketing reasons, but at the same time where you can have some good impact. And um, so we looked at a couple different causes during the course of this and Carol and her team were really a good true North for us that said, you know what, if you want to be disruptive, if you want green space, and if you want particularly to go where, um, where the, the, the need is, but also where the, the talk is going to be, then, then, then pick this. And this, so really guys, this was, uh, six, nine months ago. Right. And it's taken us time to, wow. That's actually not that long of a time though. When you, when it comes to a major it's campaign taken us, like that. It's taken us some time to plan out the tactics and, you know, we're the, we're the drumbeat. We're, we're in charge of making it live for the company every day. But when Carol was standing up and saying, you know, this is the cause you should embrace. It was before a lot of the stuff you're seeing now about teen suicide and about, um, I, I don't know if you've seen it, but like Time Magazine did a whole, uh, a whole special issue on happiness and how to embrace it and what to do. And it's filled with stuff that we've been working on for six months. And it's just, she's really good at that. One of the things that was so exciting about my proof of concept, and we're still proving it out is that I had the opportunity to, to grow and I invited, um, and, it, and timing worked out that my former colleague at Cone, Talia Bosch, um, has joined as a partner over a year ago. And she really, she t- should take all the credit for the LG work. She is, um, we worked together many years ago at Cone. She worked on PNC and Western Union. Western, Western Union then hired her away and she was global head of social impact for over six years. She also ran internal communication. She is, if people think I'm smart, she is five times smarter than I am. I am like blown away. She's got like, you know, she's got a photographic memory. She knows about, because the big shift here is Chris is talking about, it's not just what is the emerging issue, but how does it tie into the business? How does it tie into the brand? And that's where we're seeing a tremendous amount of work. To your point, Joe, we spend so much time on socialization so we go in and we have a presentation called, you know, it's, we call it a level set. It's the state of the art of purpose. And again, it's the kind of thing where I'm, whether I'm giving speeches internally or externally, constantly trying to up level people's understanding of what is happening in this field because it is becoming more and more and more part of doing business. But so many senior executives, they never studied this. They don't understand it. And so that's, again, why the model of the Purpose Collaborative, where you've got seniors on the strategy team and part of the implementation team, that they can make their, you know, an intellectual peer feel, okay, I've got somebody who knows what they're doing. They have been there. I can go forward with this. 
because to make these programs work, it's like you talk about leaves on a tree. We're talking about the deep roots, the deepest roots that can, that can help grow the most gorgeous tree with an amazing canopy that lasts a really, really long time. Love it. These are all such amazing, amazing stories. Thank you both for coming on Cause Talk Radio to share about the Purpose Collaborative and all of the good work that you are doing. Chris, why don't you tell us first where we can find you online and Match Fire, and then we'll go to Carol. Sure, great. Well, so um, I, I, one more thing I just wanted to say, because uh, it's, a, it's an echo of what Carol said first, which is that you know, one of the nice things about working on the Collaborative is the opportunity to work with senior people. And I just want to say that for you know, old guys like me and Joe, seniors being in more demand is, I think. Okay, he's getting me back now. So, yeah, I can be reached at, uh, at CF, as in Frank Noble, N O B L E, on Twitter. And uh, of course, matchfire.com is where you can find uh, our agency, learn a little bit about the technology that powers it and about some of our cases in social impact. Awesome. Thank you, Chris. And Carol, how about you? Where can people find you and the Purpose Collaborative online? Well, Purpose Collaborative is www.purposecollaborative.com. Um, I'm at Carol Cohn. But I have to give one other shout out to, to Kristen Kenny. She was at Matchfire. We did a player swap um, that worked beautifully. Um, she is just a fabulously smart, and she's our manager of content and She's just amazing and extraordinary. So that worked incredibly well. So again, we have massive ability of a large agency, but we are again hands-on, deep, and our passion also, and our and our you know commitment to purpose is huge, as you know. But we're so thrilled to be on the show, and um, I know I'm going to come back. I think next month on something else. And then once we launch Aflac, you're going to want to have that one. <laughs> We've had Aflac on the show. We've, are, are you yeah, working with Buffy? We're working with Buffy and we're going to another level. I, we adore Buffy. We, we're very friendly with Columbus, Georgia, um, right across the uh, border from uh, Phoenix City and, uh, and Alabama. So, uh, so stay Carol, tuned for that one. It's going to be one of Carol Cohn's. I know, Carol, you can't say what it is, but I, I just have to ask you, if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, is it a duck? <laughs> uh, you know, now, I, I, be I cannot say the Aflac groundhog or something. <laughs> <laughs> right? you know, that's the brilliant I idea. You are too, too, too funny. That's right. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, between the two of you, we could just book you guys for you know the rest of 2018. Just <laughs> show every week with you guys. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. We will include all of those links in the show notes, which you can find where, Joe? Where can people find you online? The first place they can find it is me on Twitter, at Joe Waters. Make sure to check out Selfish Given and sign up for my newsletter, which comes out every Wednesday morning. I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. Fabulous. Thank you so much, Carol. And, uh, and of course, I am one of three men on Pinterest, as you all know. (laughs) So I have these incredible Pinterest boards, which I recently reorganized and and have lots of examples of campaigns so check that right. out, out at pinterest.com front slash joe waters what about you megan where can people find you i'm also on twitter at megan strand and i tweet for engage for good at engage for good which is also where you can find show notes for today's episode engageforgood.com as well as selfishgiving.com and while you are online make sure you subscribe to cause talk radio in itunes so that you can hear every single episode we do with carol and chris <laughs> in the future 
And on behalf of Carol and Chris and Joe and myself, I'd like to thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Cause Talk Radio. And we'll talk to you next time. 